What's going on, folks? This is a new episode of Back to the Feature Podcast, presented to you by The Nerdy Bunch. I'm Raven, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave. What's up, English Dave? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, this week we're doing... Drum roll, Monty Python. We're just going to forget about Mike. Oh, well... Hey, Mike, what's up? Ah, no, Mike's not here. <laughs> Mike's not here this week, unfortunately. Mike couldn't be available this week, but we might get some of his uh, audio clips about how he felt about Monty Python's Life of Brian. So, Mike, Monty Python's Life of Brian came out in 1979. Still amazing, I must say. Uh, the synopsis of the movie is... Born on the original Christmas in the stable next door to Jesus, Brian of Nazareth <laughs> spends his life being mistaken for the Messiah. Uh, it was directed by Terry Jones, written by Graham Chapman, John Cleese, and pretty much all the Pythons that we know. Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, the boys. Uh, so, Dave, what's your history with this movie? I'm assuming growing up in England that you've seen this movie at least once uh, but tell us what was your first time with this movie yes uh, being a Brit and being a lover of film I feel like I had no choice these are one of those you know like certain cultures certain countries there's certain films from your country that you have no choice but to have seen yeah you know and American Pie <laughs> <laughs> and so Monty just generally Monty Python you know what they do their films their TV sketches and just their comedy it's very popular in England so I've just you know even if even if it was before my time bless you even if some of this was before my time it's kind of resonated for a while within British culture that you, you can't not have seen them um, I've seen this movie so many times before um, it's been a while since I last saw it but I've seen this movie so many times and it's one of those movies that, for better and for worse, you couldn't avoid because of the publicity it, it, the surrounding it, the negative and positive publicity surrounding it. Um, but I've always loved that True. movie. It's, it's, it's a movie that, it's funny because it's a movie that a lot of people watched because of the controversy surrounding it. And then you watch it. Of course like, they did. I'm like, if I would have heard the controversy first, I would have <laughs> exactly. went out of my way to watch it, you know? And, and, and then you watch it, you're like, this is hilarious, but it's not blasphemous. Yeah, and, and ironically, it was one of those movies because of the controversy, it gained way more attention than it they, they even thought they were going to get. Yeah, <laughs> ironically. So yeah, no, yeah. I, this is definitely a, a movie that's part of my film childhood, even though some of the things I shouldn't have seen as, as a kid. It's also one of those films that you understand more of the jokes as you get older. Way more. When you're younger, you just see the slapstick sides of it. Because there's a lot of slapstick elements to it, but then when you when yeah. you as you get older, you un, you understand the dialogue it's and really narrative. Smart. Such a smart movie. The comedy is so smart. Just a little so like smart. little Especially words of banter. Especially if you know like anything about actual like if you know about Christianity and hmm. and a lot of the Bible stories growing up. Because um, that's one of the things too that I'd seen in the interview with John Cleese, where it was about where they kind of asked the cast, "How do you feel about?" Um, you know, or how did you guys feel about religion while making the movie? And he was kind of just like, you know, we all grew up in kind of religious households and we all grew up in religions, but we never got things explained to us. We were never explained why. You know, they were like, and, and no one questions these outrageous stories. So because of that, that's why we made the movie. And it makes complete sense, you know? If you're somebody that grew up, 
you know, in, in any form of religion or if you if you know enough about Christianity, it's just enough to make you like die laughing at this because it is things that you wonder but nobody talks about. And for me with this film actually I had heard about it. But I think just the name Life of Brian just wasn't enough for me. I was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't really watch any Life of movies. Um, but either way, I'd never seen it growing up. I'd seen a couple of clips, but I think just as, you know, uh, an American kid, you know, because this movie that came out basically like 20, you know, 10, yeah, 10 plus years before I was born, you know. So for me, when I was growing up, it was already an older movie, you know, it had come out years before and it was kind of already under the umbrella of British humor and oh. I was a kid so I just assumed I didn't get it so I just didn't bother you know oh. and um, it wasn't until like four, three, four years ago when I was in film school that my teacher actually we were studying scenes you know and uh, Life of Brian we had to not analyze but basically comment on the scene where he you know, where he's mistaken for the Messiah, he comes up to the door, to the window, and opens the window and realizes that all these people are following him. You know, you've mm -hmm. got to think for yourselves. Yes, we have to think for ourselves. <laughs> like, And, uh, you know, we watch that scene basically as comedic genius for inspiration, you know, for, you know, how to compose a, a scene in a comedic way. And uh, just from watching that only that one scene, I had wanted to finish the movie because I was cracking up at that one scene, but I never really kind of had, you know, had a reason to watch the whole thing. And I think, you know, I was like, why not do it on Nerdy Bunch? So basically, yeah, as you guys, most of you know, I'm sure, Game of Thrones came back. Uh, we figured we'd go with one of the biggest things out right now, which is Game of Thrones. So we kind of wanted to stay within the medieval theme or you know, older theme, and we went through a hell of a lot of movies. <laughs> and for some reason, either they're not 20 years old, or we just didn't have access to them now. We were going to do Reign of Fire, which I was super excited about, because it's one of my favorite dragon movies. But we realized, like, midway through watching it, it came out in 2002, so it's not 20 <laughs> years old. As you guys know, we can only do movies 20 years or older on this podcast, because it's back to the future. But um, yeah, so that's how we ended up at Life of Brian. We've and it's on Netflix. Quite a lot of movies. And Life of Brian's on Netflix, which makes it easier for everyone and makes it more easy for you guys to see again also. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we ended up at Life of Brian. And I'm really glad that we got to watch this movie again. And of all the movies that we had to choose from, I'm, I'm really actually happy that we ended up at this one because it is comedic genius and still funny, still hilarious because... Sadly or not sadly, depending on what you believe in, uh, religion is exactly the same as it was in 79. Um, <laughs> Christianity hasn't changed at all since 1979, so all the jokes are still relevant. Well, so, uh, it's, it's one of those things that cause I was reading an interview with them, and they were saying that it was annoying for them, a lot of the critics who would crit criticize them, because they hadn't seen the movie. And they would say things like, oh, I don't have to see the movie to know that it's terrible. And they, cause they kept on saying, because when they actually got their own lawyer and part of their case that they used was, we're not making fun of Jesus. Yeah. If, and not, they made a conscious effort yeah. not to make fun of Jesus. In fact, ironically, in the film, Jesus is a character to, to ex they say exists within the context of the film. And he did the miracles. Yeah. What, they, what they're making fun of is the people of the time who would 
twist some of the words they said. Like when Jesus said, says, blessed are the meek. And it's like, what? The Greek? We talk about the Greek. <laughs> the Greek. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, the Greek. And you know, like little things like that where it's blessed like. Blessed are the meek. Oh, like, the meek. Uh, Isn't it supposed to be, is it the weak? No, it the is meek. The actual verse or it is no, meek? Okay. it is meek. It's like the meek. Oh, they've had it. No, that's good. They've had a rough time lately. <laughs> But <laughs> hey, what do you got against birds? <laughs> and that's the thing. What I think is genius about the movie, and there's one line where, and I wrote it down, one of my favorite quotes. And I was going to get into it in quotes, but I'm going to say it now. Where um, we meet the guy, the leper, or the ex leper. He's like, money for an ex leper? Money for an ex leper? And <laughs> that means tears. And then he's like, what? You got healed? He's like, yeah. Who healed you? That guy, Jesus. One minute I'm a leper with a trade, the next my livelihood's gut. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, so what, what's genius about that scene is that it says Jesus was a person that existed and he did miracles. The The comedy lies in the leper didn't want to be Being cured because that, that was his job. That's and that's how, he, that's how he made money. <laughs> now his livelihood's gone. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what, that's what I love about the movie. You know, like, it, it, it's one of those movies that's super smart and it and and it's criticizing specific people not the entire religion yeah it's yeah. saying that you guys misquoted may have misquoted things you know you guys have changed things to fit your worldview you guys have twisted it and that's the joke yeah exactly that's what i love about the movie you know, it's it's about the people who don't watch it they think the joke is oh no we're, we're laughing at jesus in fact they even say we didn't want to make a joke about jesus because it's there's nothing funny about it. <laughs> like you said, it was yeah, boring. They, they were like, they tried. They were like, we read all into it. And Jesus was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there was nothing. He's actually a good guy. He said yeah. some good things, you know. So they making were like, fun we, of his there's followers. There's nothing really to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. And that's that, the that, thing that's... too, though. The movie actually like, and, and they had said that too in another interview. Basically, like nobody leaves the theater with their religion at risk or whatever they said in peril like nobody leaves and thinks oh now i can't believe in jesus anymore or anything mm. like that it's just more about not being a blind follower exactly exactly what well, i love one line john cleese he's like i should know he's a messiah i've i followed a couple of them <laughs> and <I was> just <laughs> like, <laughs> you know little things like that where, where or when so they're true. arguing when they're arguing over like what the shoe means yeah you know, exactly. the shoe, we should all take off our shoe and it really plays onto the idea that you and know, in five minutes, it's ex it explains exactly how all religions started. Yes. Like, it could have been the spark of three different religions in that one conversation, that one Well, well it plays situation. on the whole idea that humans, we have this need to have objects, right? Where it's like, I've always said, the whole, the whole cross thing and Jesus on the cross, we made that important. That's not the important. If you actually look at, at, at Christianity... The important thing wasn't that Jesus died. The important thing in the story is that he came back. Anybody can die. It was coming back. So the fact that yeah. we look at look at this cross is like that's not the important thing. The cross this was just it makes no sense. And that's why was... I've never had a cross cuz I don't want to see Jesus on a cross. Yeah. He did a lot of things. Like like and why do we have to have a chain? You know like True. Like Jesus, Jesus didn't say go around carrying my crosses and the, like the, even when the movie was made there was controversy for the cross hanging scene people going crazy saying oh you're making fun and it's like you do realize that crucifixion was a roman form of death penalty yeah. like it, it could have been anything it just happened to be so like if jesus was stoned to death we'd all be carrying a stone 
around our necks. True. I guess so. The method doesn't matter. And that's what the... That's Uh, that's the stoning scene. (laughs) He said, Jehovah. I love that they're all women. This halibut is good enough for Jehovah. (laughs) That's all I said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the best quote ever like i feel like now every time paris makes me food i'm gonna be like this highly put is good enough for jehovah <laughs> it's the best quote i love ever. that like, women aren't allowed to go i have had food that's good enough for jesus like right that's an that's a great quote i, I love that women aren't allowed to go to the stoning so they have In to wear beards, beards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who threw the stone? She did. I mean, uh, uh, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> there are any women in this crowd? No, no, no. <laughs> and I love the idea that there's a business for like selling quality beards. Selling beards. <laughs> I was dying selling beards on the street. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, this is this is quality hair. This is quality this beard. Is quali- okay. Right. They're like, you got to feel this. This is better than your beard. No, it's not. Let me feel this beard. <laughs> I was dying and walked away at two beards and then later on you see Brian running from the people and he put on a fake beard <laughs> the beards came back I loved it the fake beards the whole movie's full of fake beards which oh, is yeah. hilarious so many even when he's doing the haggle scene the beards in like... the cart are basically all the beards that they used in the movie in the course right. of the movie <laughs> I will say though the one thing that was throwing me off was the use of the same actor in multiple roles Oh yeah, John Cleese. Because I couldn't and figure out if it was supposed to be the same actor in disguise, uh, like if it was them planning and plotting, or if it was just the actor as a whole different person. You know, like sometimes. Yeah, no, they, they were supposed to be whole different, all, all different people. Um, originally, John Cleese himself wanted to play Brian, and the rest of the Pythons like, no, 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 you won't. Yeah, be we good. want you to play ten he, other guys. <laughs> and he hated at the time, but he's like, they made a good decision. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine anyone else doing no, all of those roles. No. Um but yeah, so I guess since since we're on the subject cast, I feel like you have to talk about the Pythons as a whole. I feel like Yeah, I, I feel like I job. feel the same too. I think as a whole, they all did a fantastic job. And I think that you know, I yeah. think that like even little things like, you know, playing playing Brian's mom. Hilarious. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not. It's hilarious, and you're aware that's a dude, but you're still into the story. Exactly. You know, you're not taken out of the story. I feel like they all did a good job of, because none of them are lost in their roles. You can recognize no. each and every one of, them, but yet it's still they still somehow become the characters at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in a weird way. Um, it's I mean, so John, funny. John Cleese is mostly being himself. Like his kind of humor. Yeah, John Cleese is literally himself the whole time. Was it him? It's I can't so remember. Funny. Was it him that was pushing um, Brian to do the graffiti properly? <laughs> Teaching him about grammar? Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. I love, oh, how, I love how it starts scene. out with him doing the graffiti and thinking he's going to get in trouble for it. But he's getting in trouble for using incorrect grammar. So now he has to do it 10 times all over the wall to prove him to to teach him no, a lesson. No, a hundred times. A hundred times, yes. Ten feet. No, Which ten feet tall. Which is hilarious that the stupid guards <laughs> sat there and watched him write Romans go home a so hundred times so that, until I love he it finished it. And then at the last one, he's all proud. And then he's and standing I, next to two new soldiers. <laughs> but I also love it that love that that he's he's fought. He did that to prove to the the the, the PFT. No, the yeah, the PFJ. Because they don't like the JPF. Yeah. 
<laughs> the People's Front of Judea, not the Judea's People's Front. <laughs> uh, or is uh, it the popular Judean people? I thought we were the popular Judean. <laughs> no, it's like, we're the official. <laughs> yeah, we're the official. It's so stupid. I, I um, love that. One, one, one of my favorite lines when, they, when they're breaking in, you know when they, the two groups meet and they're like, hey, we were here first. One of my favorite lines is like when he says, oh, yeah. When, they, when they're going into the sewers. It's like, if we get caught, tell them we're sewage workers going to a conference. It's like, what does that mean? Uh, so stupid. And I love the line. But I think, yeah, I think, I think the actors, I think they were all on point. Um, it's, and it's, it goes down to one of their best uh, movies ever. I don't think they ever did a movie as great as that. This was after their first movie, um, something I'd like to revisit later. Um, uh, Monty Python, The Search for the Holy Grail. That one is another hilarious movie. I that haven't was, seen that one. I know that was the first one. Though. Yeah, that was their first movie. That's that's hilarious. Um, and and but this one, I think this one has really brought all all of them to the forefront, because as individuals and as a group, wholeheartedly, I think. Yeah, Graham Chapman, obviously the perfect Brian. Yes. I can't imagine anyone else being Brian. I love him and as Brian. Biggest dickest. <laughs> because he, he he sold he sold that Brian as like just this guy who just just this lanky dude like <laughs> just leave me alone because <laughs> like even just his looks like he's not the most attractive dude you know like he's just a dude yeah. and it's so perfect that like this like regular dude could be mistaken as a messiah and it makes sense though because he like fits the the description you know it's amazing um this is Graham. I, I love. I love. I'm just gonna he... say their names to shout them all out. John Cleese, who's still hilarious. Like I love John Cleese in Rat Race. <laughs> I think that's probably one of my favorite roles of him. Um, but literally, as every part that he did, the Wise Man, the First Centurion. Oh my God. Uh, the what Jewish official? What is that? Is that when he's like the leader of the Judean people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him in every scene there. I tell no, you, what I, did the Romans ever do? <laughs> that is the best quote ever. Like that's one of the the, the most famous quotes in the movie. All right, what have the Romans ever done for us? Sanitation, medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, <laughs> roads, the fresh water system, and public health. What have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> and I love that. I, I love that because it's like it's so true. When the Romans occupied many nations, they did do a lot of stuff like that. And it's so uh, true. Ironically, especially in England. When the Romans came and created roads and aqueducts and all that stuff, when the Romans had to leave because Rome was being destroyed, then we reverted to the Middle Ages because British people didn't know what to do with all this stuff. So they ended up destroying it all again, and we went to the Middle Ages after the Romans. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> yeah, they literally didn't know what to do with it. No, I, I love. I loved all those scenes with the PFJ. I think they were they were great. And every time yeah. the, the guards would come, the way they would hide, just put a cloth on their head. so funny just put a chair on top of them and then you'd have like a hundred guards just a whole bunch of guards run into the room and they run back out don't fit in that room there's no way possible we found a spoon hundred people running we found a spoon (laughs) good job guys (laughs) i'll see you later weirdo (laughs) because dude was like he's like we'll be crucified Eh, it's not the worst thing it's like what I love the moment when the PFJ, the introduction there, when they're talking about like what they want to do for every man and woman and woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, and woman. 
And then you get to stand. He gets upset He's because like, oh, he... with your people, your <laughs> <laughs> woman, you're throwing us off. He's like, I want to be a woman. Yes, I said it. Why? Because I want to have babies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? We're gonna fight for his right to have babies, but he can't have babies. <laughs> you don't have so a. So what are we fighting for? <laughs> Oh, so stupid. Uh, well, no, I'm just. I'm like, up. I feel like you just got to say favorite parts. Yeah, I think we should go favorite parts. Like the, best scenes. The opening when 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 the the three wise men come to Brian's Brian's manger, and the mom is like, yeah. "What the hell is myrrh? Keep that myrrh. I don't know what the hell that is. You know, <laughs> gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's when, a really powerful bomb. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> and I, I love movies that have lines of dialogue witty dialogue that at first go unnoticed and when you actually pay attention you realize how hilarious it is or oh, biggest dickus that's my favorite yeah biggest dickus you know funny enough i was actually going to say as a fun fact about that when michael palin uh was playing pontius what is it pilot? pontius pilot pilot uh yeah when he addressed the soldiers daring them to laugh he wasn't actually he was he was truly daring them because the soldier extras were ordered to stand there and not laugh, but they weren't told what he was going to do. Uh, so Palin, when he actually went for the whole scene, he could actually barely keep his own laughter in when he kept saying biggest dickest. So all the soldiers, <laughs> when they're laughing, that's actually true it's real tears laughter. because that was just him um, monologuing. Like, that was just him freestyling. So that whole scene is actually like, uh, what do you call it? Improv. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we actually get to see Biggest. Yeah, I love that Biggest Diggest ends up being a character. <laughs> so he's not just talking shit that he knows someone. Why is that funny? I have so a what's your called. father's name? His name was Nautius Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. Oh, it's like, my wife, Incontinentia. Incontinentia Botics. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Do you know his wife's name? It's so stupid. <laughs> I, I love to. It felt like it wasn't rehearsed. So I was like, "This is just real life. They're dying." I got one for you. Out of all of the characters portrayed, who do you think is your favorite character? Ooh. I want to stand as. I think one of my top characters is the ex leper. Yeah. Just because it's amazing they have an ex leper. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. Of How an about next leper? Yeah. They're like, what? Who's mad that he lost yeah, his livelihood? Just he got hopping killed. along. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus comes over. And he... <laughs> favorite Kill me, ca- he did. Favorite character? I like the mom. Yeah. Pretty much every scene I saw the mom. It was amazing. I love her. <laughs> she was great. She was great. The mom... Um, Here's a, here's a fun I, fact. Here's a fun fact. You know the scene where Brian opens the window and everyone just sees him naked? Yeah. Well, the actor wasn't circumcised. And they realized, oh, crap. If he's supposed oh, to be yeah. a Jew, he has to be circumcised. <laughs> so uh, he used the rubber band to make it look like he's circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> sort of saying every actor in this movie was committed. Yeah, they were super committed. That scene Down where... For the cause. I think it was Michael Palin. When he's the old, the old guy... Who didn't talk? Who hadn't spoken yeah. in eighteen years? And he just jumps out, super naked, and he, <laughs> like just <laughs> with his beard covering his ballsack. <laughs> yeah, his his crotch beard. It's pretty amazing. I was like, I love how one just merges into the other. 
You know, they spent, I was reading somewhere that they spent, they went to Barbados to write the script for this movie. Yeah, they wrote the script in Barbados and then they made it in Tunisia. Yeah. Then, oh, here's another fun fact: the extra, a lot of the extras were just people from Tunisia who were there who didn't yeah. barely sp- barely spoke any English. They would so that scene when they were kind of repeating. Like, Think for yeah, yourself. Yeah, that was them just really repeating it. <laughs> yeah, literally they repeating. They really knew nothing else to say. <laughs> just repeating what so the director was saying. Because what's his name? What's the actor that played? Um, was it Brian? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Graham. Yeah, he, they were like basically just go up there and say things, and they he was, he, they didn't expect everyone to actually repeat them so perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> and they said that they used the actual audio track from that scene, so that's pretty great. That that's a real audio track. It's just right. all these people trying to mimic it. Right. Um, it's so crazy how like people went out of their way to get this movie banned without seeing the film. It's just, it's one of those things, just like. You know, if anyone gets a chance to watch the documentary, you listeners, watch and you like this movie, watch the documentary, uh, The Secret Life of Brian. It's a documentary about the making of this movie. And and it's just so crazy to see how this movie received. Because again, you watch it now. And I can understand, if you haven't seen the film, why you might see certain things. But it's I, it's not. Like, there's not. it's one of those movies you're watching, you're like, really? How can you be offended by this? It's not offensive at all. Like, it offends people who are who are blind you know, like blind ironically be... ironically the ironically it's a it's the it's a movie that really pushes for christianity because it's saying this guy was real but at the time there were so does. many there were so many other fake people out there and at, a lot of people followed so many fake people because because yeah, they got exactly. the wrong message they got the wrong thing you know and it's so it's making you aware that hey we're not saying don't follow anyone we're saying pay attention to who you follow and how you receive the information so that you can make good judgment calls yourself mm. <laughs> like that's ultimately what it, what part what is saying outside of the comedy you know it's laughing at the people who just blindly follow like you said because like I, I just feel like in terms of story in terms of writing because that's what we could talk about the writing yeah. um comedic genius like there are very few movies that i think are on par with Monty Python's Life of Brian or a lot of Monty Monty Python movies simply because it's smart humor that I feel has kind of died out. But it's also smart humor that plays with slapstick which and somehow blends the two. Because a lot of things, the timing is so spot on so many things. You know, like, oh, you here, $20, you're not going to (laughs) haggle. That whole it's scene. It's all right. I'll give you nineteen. 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 This is not worth nineteen. Okay, come on. Start with ten. Okay, I'll give you ten. 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 <laughs> I have a sick mother, and you want to give me ten? You want to give me ten? It's like eleven. Now we're talking. I'll give you this. I'll give you this for free. Okay, I'll take it. What do you mean? This is worth ten on its own. <laughs> No, it was great. I loved it. I loved like every part of it. But yeah, it's well. I think in terms of the writing, it's also great because I feel like a lot of movies that we have now that are hilarious are mostly like ad libbed. It's rare that you see a script hmm. that's written this well in terms of like timing and and just. Well, I think I think jokes. what the script what the script for this one did a good job of because I feel like there is a lot of ad libbing ha- happening in this in the yeah, story there was, itself. Definitely. But in terms of the script, what they do a good job of each scene 
feels like a skit on its own. But it yet, does. There's a through line that pushes. You can definitely tell that they do skit comedy. Yes. yes. And but yet there's a through line, narrative through line that kind of drives the story forward. It doesn't just. It doesn't feel like you're only watching random moments. Yeah, you like know? every character actually has an arc. Yes, and and I think that's yeah. that's kind of what's fun about the movie, and that's kind of what keeps you watching outside of just feeling bored. You know, even when they go mm. outrageous, like suddenly bringing in aliens, which was random. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought that something happened to the movie. Like, I thought I clicked on something else. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, okay. But then, like, when he landed, you lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's speaking of, I love the guy in jail. He's just like, oh, what? You have cuffs and you're sitting there? Did the jailer... He spat you... on you. <laughs> he spat on What I wouldn't do to get spat on. <laughs> But I have shackles. They sit me upright Ooh. for 10 minutes. <laughs> for five years. You jammy bastard. It's so funny. Because I also wonder if that was a real punishment. Hanging oh, people oh. upside down. Or oh, the guy with the cross. When he's like, you want help with your cross? All right, cool. And the guy runs away. <laughs> he's like, this isn't my cross. <laughs> <laughs> no, Actually, one of, my fa- one of my favorite ways, like... Um, what are you here for? Crucifixion. Okay, go to down to down to the edge under life. What are you here for? Oh, they set me free. Oh, what? They set you free? Oh, okay then. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> so like, stupid. He's just like, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> like what? But no, then he talks great. a little, one of his little lines I love later is like, Oh, anyone here to rescue you? No. Well, my brother's going to rescue me. He's rescued me for the last three crucifixions. <laughs> so it's like a guy who does this all the time. <laughs> Gets rescued by his brother. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I love that the, uh, what is it, the Suicide Crack League? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the Suicide Squad or something. Yeah, the all Suicide the... Squad. Yeah, it was not the... like... But the thing is, that so scene, perfect. those characters were supposed to have more. Um, and and that scene was... that They were heavily edited out of the movie. There's a main character called Otto... And he was a Jewish person who wanted to um, push for a nation with pure Jews. And the mm. idea was making fun of, like, imagine there was a Jew who was kind of like Hitler. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And then they were like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie would never get made. <laughs> yeah, no, can't. They tried yeah. to shut them down. <laughs> it is crazy, the uproar that took place over this movie. But to some extent, you know, I'm sure that as aggravated as it was, I'm sure that the uh, Monty Python guys are appreciative because, you know, to a large extent, that was free press. That movie wouldn't have been as successful as it was if it wouldn't have been so, as well, if it wouldn't have offended so many people. Well, it was this, I mean, the original studio, EMI, who had said yes to it and the producer wanted to do it, but then his boss was like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. Canceled the movie and the budget was $2 million. So, um, George Harrison of the Beatles uh, fronted the money himself, all himself. I think he like yep. he kind of put up his house and his car and all that kind of stuff for bank loans. Yeah, and he did, which is crazy. The movie opening in America alone laid like $28 million on a $2 million yep. budget. <laughs> like, which wow. Which is crazy. Because they talked about it. They were like, you know, they were stressed. They are like, oh, hope I, this works out. Apparently, at the, when they went to the New York screening, they all had to kind of, they were all made to sign and make wills. Because they thought yeah. they, might, they might get assassinated. They might get shot. They thought they were going to get assassinated. <laughs> like, wow. How many people this movie offended. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, imagine making a movie like that. Like, making a movie like that. And it ultimately became their best movie. And people 
people still qualify as, if not the best comedy, but up there, one of the best comedies out there. You know, it, it has I a do, title. I, honestly, I will say after watching it, and I've watched a lot of comedies, and now this is watching a lot of comedies of my time, you know? Yeah. And also watching a lot of throwback comedies. I will say this is probably one of my top five comedies of all time, just in terms of genius, you know, just pure genius. I feel like yeah. there's a lot of movies that I've seen that are really funny, but they're nowhere near as smart and as well mm. thought out. Huh. And that alone kind of puts this movie in a different yeah, yeah. category because any movie could be slapstick and have its moments and be funny. But you could tell that this movie took a lot of actual research. You know, they had to study the Bible in order to make fun of it properly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a lot of things. Um, and I feel like they learned things because, again, originally they, yeah, did, they did set they did set out to make a, 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 a spoof on Jesus. That was the original plan. But then through their study and research, they realized, okay, we can't make fun of Jesus. Like make fun of, let's make fun of the followers and how people could have misconstrued things or yeah, incorrectly misinterpreted. misinterpreted things. You know, like that's what they're making fun of. The misint- and it, I think through that, it's not just, it's not just a thing on Christianity. I think through that, it makes it a thing on just, a, a, it's almost a look at all religions as a whole. And that's why I love about yeah. the movie because it, it stays away from just Christianity. It's like all religions, just all things. It's like we look, we look at such, we look at the specifics, and we pay so much attention to certain specific things that we get blinded. We don't ask certain questions. We just follow blindly, and it's it's saying there's nothing wrong in following people. It's just follow the right people, and you know, like make the right decisions. Especially someone saying, "Don't follow me," <laughs> and and it's just how it just talks about exactly. how how the wrong misinformation can spread. Leave me alone. Go away. And I feel like in certain ways... How would you like us to leave? (laughs) And even when you take... Because I feel like it's a story that's still impactful. You take away the religious sides of it. Out out of it. Because if you you kind of bring it to modern day, take take away the religion. Misinformation is still a problem. Huge problem. You know, it's a huge problem with social media. With social media and things like that. Misinformation... The movie is at its core basically about the consequences of misinformation and exactly. misinterpretation. Exactly. And I think You know, because Brian ended up getting crucified in the end. Yes. And and also and, because of misinformation and misinterpretation. And had they not mistaken him for the Messiah, he wouldn't be up there. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know and if you look at today's the, the landscape today, the political landscape today, misinformation and misinterpretation is what got people like Trump, you know exactly. uh, voted. Misinterpretation, misinformation is what is what got Britain uh Britain's problem with Brexit happening, you know, yeah. like you know, it's, it's like you could almost retell this story without the without the the, the religious stuff and Religion add more political and, and just add political it, yeah. and still have yeah. the same core narrative, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's that's what that's that's why the story is strong and that's why it works because it doesn't lean on let's make fun of Christianity. It's the people. Yeah. It's the people. It's making fun of. So people will always be the same, no matter what you put in front of them be it religion, be it politics, whatever, people will still make decisions based on misinformation, you know, or, or sometimes misinterpretation or just pure, yeah. like, pure, just like the need to, to, to make themselves feel better. I'm going to tell you the wrong thing. So that's, I pass on the, the wrong news. So then now yeah. you believe the wrong thing, you know? Like one of the actors, um, Terry Jones on the Pythons, he had said that too. Where he was like, Somebody had asked him about how they felt about the movie being made back then and, and what they would think about that movie being made now. And he said he thinks the movie should be made now. Hmm. He was like, I think they should make one now. He's like, you know, I think it's, it's still relevant, still happening, you know. Um, 
and he's like, I would actually love to see, you know, a modern take on it now, you know, where where it's kind of um, more reflective of other things like we were saying, the media, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that would be genius. You know, it's the yeah. same movie, really. Yeah, it's just I dealing know. with different social issues and different, yeah. um, you know, political and social problems. Yeah. And then, and then I think all I think... in all, yeah, it's, this movie is still genius, comedic I love gold. It. I'm happy that, you know, a lot of the Pythons are still alive and we still get, you know, we still get uh, their presence sometimes and we get to have them in cameos and awesome things like Rat Race and stuff. And, you know, and, and I feel like I wish more movies came out like this now, you know, that were more risky and more um, daring or willing to offend. Especially in comedy. Yeah, it's crazy. Comedy is really safe now. You know, you can't offend the wrong person and all this other stuff. And I feel like, you know, this movie is a true filmmaker's film in terms of comedy. Hmm. You know, it feels like a movie that you make when you're in film school and that you make purely for the advancement of the art. It it definitely wasn't a studio film. Definitely not. You know, and I think that's what I love about it. It's a raw movie and it's just what these guys wanted to make. And it's Hmm. so good. And I think that's one of the best things about it. It's kind of refreshing to watch. So if you guys haven't seen the movie in a long time, definitely go back and rewatch it. It's on it Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's only an hour and a half, which I really appreciated. Um, I watched it twice, like back to back. Um, you know, but yeah, for the first time watching it now, I feel like it's a movie I'm going to quote for the rest of my life. Hmm. I feel like, you know, like I watched it as a kid, you know. It's a great movie. No, Dave, do you have it. any um any no. closing notes? Anything yeah. else you'd I, like I, to I, say that you haven't? No, I think it's a great movie. It's a movie that um makes you question things and that as it should. You should always question everything. You should always ask about everything. Doesn't mean it's not a movie that denounces anything, it just makes you ask questions. Um I think it's a it's it's a smart movie that, like we've said many times in this podcast, that uses a balance of witty, smart comedy with with smart slapstick as well. Because I'm not I'm not a fan of just slapstick comedy usually, uh, but I think this does it really well, and it, it knows where to do and when not to do it. Um, and even the physical the physicality of it all, I, I think it's done really well. Um, but yeah, it, it, it continues to remain a classic, and it's one of those movies that you may you hear two things: that it's a classic movie or it's a terrible movie, and then once you watch it you make your own decision, which is usually it's a classic movie. Um, mm. And I, I feel like people who hate the movie are people who have their own issues. You know, like little things like, okay, like I, I you know, I'm someone who, who also grew up uh, w- with strong Christian faith in my fa- my family. And so I've kind of been, because of my experiences, I've kind of been privy to the, all the kinds of spectrum of people. So you have the people who are just really spiritual, you know, they, they, they go they go by what makes themselves feel good and the best they can bring to the world and do things for others. And you got the extremely other side who are just all about judging everyone. You know, and when this movie was being made, you know, the people who were going against it, they were literally praying for this movie to fail. And I was yeah, like, it's crazy. It's, it's like, okay, show me where in the Bible does it ever say that you should use prayer to cause negativity for others? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like little things like that. It's like, really? And ironically, those people making noise about co- the complaints are the ones that gave them free marketing because they didn't, they barely had enough money 
to make no, the film. No, they didn't. That's the best thing about it is that that's free marketing. And then like, they started using you. that, you know. Um, they started saying Monty Python's Life of Brian, banned in Norway. <laughs> so funny it was banned in Norway. Like, that's amazing. I like, to be I able to have brilliant. that as a quote, people don't realize how much more you're propelling this movie into success. Yep. Because um, I, don't, yeah, I really don't said, think, I don't think it would have been as successful if it wasn't for the controversy. It wouldn't have been. If it wouldn't have been as offensive, it definitely no. wouldn't have been no. as as successful as it was at all. But I mm. think that that's why the movie is so amazing. Mm-hmm. That it was able to offend so many different people from so many different walks of life mm-hmm. while also making everyone laugh, you know? And I feel like the people that are true believers in Jesus or anything like that, a movie's not going to change your faith. Nope. You know, and for people that are true believers, it didn't change their faith. They were able to laugh and walk mm-hmm. away from this and still believe in the word. So I think that, you know, true comedic genius ruffles feathers and for it to have even caused this much controversy makes this movie a great one. So, yep. yeah, I think we, we still prove, you know, uh, years later, back to the feature movie's still great. Yep. Um, with that being said, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Raven. Check out our other podcast, guys. Follow us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. Uh, if you want to email us in response to anything that you liked, you didn't like, whatever, info at thenerdybunch.com is our email. And uh, that's about it. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Raven. It's been fun. And uh, as always, Dave. Keep it nerdy, guys. Peace.